Tom Bernard Show with Dave Schrader. Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. Cassie Schrader. We will be right back. Kick things off. Life is grand. I have three huge holes in my stomach. But other than that, everything's good. They've been all stitched up. You're exaggerating. Exactly. <laughs> I went out to Nutramost and saw Allie. Yeah. I thought she was going to vomit. She said, well, let's see your scars. So I showed her. She's like, she literally teared up. Why do people want to look at stuff if it upsets them? <laughs> I don't know, but she's she, she did a great job at not breaking down completely. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't gross her out too bad. <laughs> you mean like I do you? Is that what we're saying? We'll be right back. Oh, somebody's coming through. Uh, no, really? The, late, huh? Tevin time. <laughs> you know how black people are, man. We'll be right back. Tevin has just gotten here as well. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Tell us about this warranty for life thing. I, you, know, you know, you understand a lot more about this than I do. Well, of course. I know you're not an automotive mechanic. So let me tell you a cool story. This just happened a couple of days ago. I got an email. Somebody emailed me at Doug at Walzer.com, and he goes, Hey, I bought a 2005, and I think it was a Honda Accord, back in 2014, having some problems with the engine. Uh, do I have any coverage? So... I called the Honda store, we looked it up, and sure enough, the card qualified for a lifetime powertrain warranty. So it had to be under 60,000 miles at the time of purchase, a uh, non-highline vehicle. And they covered the engine repair. Think about what that means. That's a 13-year-old car, and the guy got his engine replaced. It doesn't cover every single thing on the car, but all the, it's like major medical coverage. So the engine goes bad, transmission, four-wheel drive system. You're covered as long as you own the car, as long as you maintain it to factory standards. It's pretty cool. It actually is really cool. Well, I mean, it's a lot cooler than you or me. Well, it is really cool, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, 15-year-old car. And that's why I buy all my cars, and my family buys all their cars from Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com, because of warranty for life. And you like working with me, too, right, Tommy? Tommy? Tom? I I don't think he's there. (laughs) That's really nice. Very professionally (laughs) delivered from Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Butter, doot, doot. 
<laughs> I just want to hang around the Bernard family Christmas tree to listen to you two. <laughs> Catherine, you see that? You see that list right there? I can see a lot of missed calls. Yes. Yep. All those calls are from real estate agents. Oh, because oh. our listing expired. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> I'm not selling the house. Forget it. We're out. <laughs> oh, well, all right then. All right then. What? Well, no we longer will. selling the place. All right. Yeah. I don't. I never did want to sell it. Well, no. Yeah. I'm waiting for the, an uptick in the market. <clears throat> yeah, an uptick by about eighty percent. Yeah. <laughs> no, honest guy. I talked to. I talked to a guy last week. He's buying a house for one and a half million dollars, and it was built for four point five million. Mm, Somebody's yeah. taking a three million dollar shot right in the nuts. Those are the uh. kind of uh, <clears throat> meetings that are very hard to tell people. Yeah, want, for real. I mean, we can keep it on the market for four, you know, five, six years at four million, or you, do you want to sell it? Right. And then they yeah. look at you like you're yeah. a horrible human being. But Catherine, there's all these signs. On the side of the road, big yellow corrugated cardboard that yeah. says, we'll pay top dollar for your house. You're yeah. damn right. Why can't I yep. just sell it to them for the $4.5 million and leave it up to them to they figure out? They don't usually venture into those what? price points. <laughs> what? Top dollar with a maximum of 10000 They're hoping what? for something they can uh, gut, put a new kitchen in, yes, some new carpet, absolutely. and run out the door. You know damn right. Yeah. There's we no have doubt about it. Tim. Jimmy. Hey. Speaking of running, am I the dog. only one who uh, caught the mule over the weekend? I love the mule. I have not seen it, but I want to see it. I he- I read somewhere that they were saying that it wasn't good. Uh, you well, uh, I heard you know, it's as good I as the a... old Mary Poppins. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I you know I I posted my mini review on Facebook, and a lot of KQ listeners reached out. And either they were going or they had seen it already, and the consensus was. They thought it was great. It's so, one of those critics didn't really like it, but audience did. Don't like anything. Well, critics yeah, didn't like. I mean, didn't. if it wasn't Clint Eastwood, it probably would have another 10, 20 percent from critics because they just hate. Well, that there's some truth to that because yeah, because of his his conservative leanings. Obviously. Yep. Ever oh, since he see, got really political. Lucky me, I didn't know that he had any leanings <laughs> whatsoever. I like that in an well, actor. Yeah, and and he never. Yeah, he did speak at a convention, right? Oh, I don't know. Remember? Yeah, the, the, the empty chair yep. deal. But apart from that, he really hasn't been. Uh, I don't know. Has he been preachy at all? I I, no. I don't know. I don't think so. But like I said, what do I know? I don't pay attention to what they're. Yeah, really, I don't have any idea what he says. Hollering and... about. I Why did. See. And and he identifies himself as a libertarian too. I mean, he's not. Yeah, he does. Yeah. You know. He's kind of in the middle, is way, the way I've always seen it. So, and then he stayed out of everything. So, but some people interpret that as he's conservative, and uh, so whatever. Yeah, like, this guy is mad that the movie doesn't have a view on drugs, like a political leaning. Oh on God, drugs. everything has to be political, doesn't it? Yep, it has to tell uh, you how drugs are good or drugs are bad, or it can't just be about. Something it Do has to have a moral tire of themselves is what I'd like to know. You would think the frightening, and then believe me, these cartel members that are portrayed, it's frightening. Man. Oh, yeah, but and, and actually, well, yeah. the one that comes off the best, believe it or not, he's the guy at the top. Um, and there's a twist with his character, is the kingpin himself, played by Andy Garcia. Now, maybe because Andy Garcia is just so likable anyway, but yeah. it's kind of weird. He is, they don't play him as vicious. I guess in a, it, there may be one scene where they do, 
But, um, yeah, it's all the folks that are under him that want to see a change in the operation that are, like, you don't, you don't want to mess with these people. Mm-hmm. You know, I will tell you this. The, the, I know people that own property down in Cabo. Mm-hmm. Those people tell me they're, you know, they're Mexicans. They're Mexican people. They say they're not as happy because Cabo's not anywhere near as safe as it used to be. And you know why it's not as safe as it used to be? Because mm. they don't have El Chapo protecting them anymore. He did oh not allow God. violence in his city, and therefore you didn't get violent or do any crime in his city. And now that he's gone, there's nobody to stop it. I mm. love it. No crime in my city. <laughs> right. yeah. do it in your not city. in my backyard. <laughs> do it in your city. Well, that was kind of the whole thing well, with Vlad the Impaler, right? I mean, was, everybody yeah. talks about what a horrible guy he was. Really, he just laid down the law, and he said, when you come into my country, you, you act this way. And you treat or more recently, respects. or more recently, Saddam Hussein, right? Who? <laughs> Saddam Hussein. Yeah, who exactly? But didn't things really? I mean, they were bad before, but didn't they really go to hell in the handbasket after yes. he was removed? You have to have somebody so, in control. You absolutely do. Yeah, no so getting around not to it. Say that it was, you know, it, it's. Yeah. He wasn't a great guy, but he was better than nothing. No, I guess. So, so was the mule produced by Clint and written and all produced, that? Produced, directed, yeah. and starring. Okay. And I was very sad watching the movie, though, because he plays a 90-year-old man. He's 88, so he's very frail looking. It's a, very str- it's a big stretch. And you could, you could argue that, yeah, you could argue that it's part of the character, and maybe, maybe it is to an extent, because I did notice... Maybe because of the position he was in, because obviously he falls into financial dire straits, in, in you know financially. But once he gets money, I guess maybe his confidence level or whatever rises or whatever. So he didn't seem as frail as the movie went along. But again, it's the sort of role he's playing it because he's that. I mean, he's almost ninety. So yeah. I just think this is the end for him. Um, there are there's not a lot of him and Bradley Cooper together. Which, in a way, I kind of like. You, you, you know that their paths are going to collide at some point because Cooper is a, a, a DEA, an FBI guy, and he's hunting him down. But so eventually they do meet, and you get the sense that he's passing the torch, in a way, to this new generation, this new guy, who, by all indications with A Star is Born, is going to be a great actor-slash-director, like Clint was. So that's kind of the feeling I got. This is his movie to pass the torch to Bradley. And you can just tell that there's respect between those two guys. And, and I think he's a great choice to pass the torch to. That's cool. No, I think that's absolutely right. I cannot wait. To, I heard it's too long. That's the only part of it I heard. The only criticism uh, you was know, it's, it's too long. Just under, it's just under two hours. I will tell you, um, so the one person that wasn't too high on it was my wife <laughs> she said no nah, i'll take bohemian rhapsody any day over this yeah. um but she seemed to be engaged and she didn't wasn't falling asleep or anything like that but it just i, I think it, it did kind of feel long to her yeah. um but you know that's that's clint's thing though i mean I, I, you know look it's it's about this drug mule who's he's it actually takes place in illinois from he he transported cocaine from uh, Peoria to Chicago, and to me it felt like it got more and more intense with each run. 
Okay, the first one, okay, and he makes a little bit of money. The, guy, the reason that the guy does it is he caught the attention of somebody because he said, I've never had a traffic ticket. Plus, let's be honest, who's going to suspect an 88 or 90-year-old guy of transporting cocaine? Right. So they come to depend on him more, so each run that he makes as a mule, to me, gets more intense because it's like, okay, this is, at some point, something's going to go wrong, something's not going to end well. And to, to, so to me, it was one of these slow burn sort of things where the intensity just kind of started bubbling and, and got more and more intense as the movie went along. So that's kind of the way I look at it. So, I mean, you could look at it as, uh, yeah, it's slow, but just Clint has always been the sort of guy to take his time to develop that story and develop that sort of intensity and stuff. And uh, that's what I loved about it. I mean, he, he shows his ability as a director, a great director with this film. I don't know how, like, if they changed the reality of it or anything like that, because it's based on a real guy. Yeah. Um, right. I was thinking, like, you know, he's transporting cocaine, you know, he's got a brick under his seat or something, but no, this guy had 200 kilos in the back of his pickup. <laughs> but other than that, uh, making run. about $2 million per trip. Oh. So, yeah, Ooh. he was making pretty good money in real life. They hiring? I'm in yeah, the well, job, you know, yeah. That, and that's. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the story too, because he he's, he he actually starts the movie in a good place because he grew this special sort of flower. He was a horticult yeah. horticulturalist, and then the internet basically ruined that business, at least his business. Um, and you know, plus probably because he was el you know elderly at that point. Um, but he had this old beater pickup, and when he rolls into this garage where the cartel is going to give him his stash for that first run, they said, well, what are we going to do? Are we Are going to cut something under the seat? Are we going to cut the cab? He's like, you're not going to cut anything. You know? and so he was kind of belligerent, even though his pickup was a piece of crap. Um, and so he just says, just throw it in the back. So that's how that came yep. about. And, and again, I, I think he's, nobody would have suspected this guy had they pulled him over of being a drug runner right i mean so he had that 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 um that sort of cover going for him but uh yeah i definitely see it i i again you know we talked about this last week tom on kq about how is there something wrong with this movie what's going on and you know right now like you say there are some people that don't like it but boy the the the, the viewers certainly do and we went to a four o'clock showing on Saturday, and it was a nice day out. Not to say that you're going to go out in sun or anything like that, but you could be outdoors. There were a lot of people there on a Saturday afternoon oh, to see this film. I really want to see so it. So that was a good yeah. sign. Did and, it include you know, so, his uh, the plea in court about the papayas? There's something to do with... Uh, I, I don't want to spoil it if it's in the movie, but yeah. He, yeah, yeah. I don't, he did I don't something wanna, weird yeah, I don't in court. Talk about it. He was a you know, you can find man. out basically the ending of this movie if you go. It's a New York Times story. Yeah. And actually, with my little thing of, of the um, review, I did post a link to it. It's a very, very long article. So it really gave them a lot of uh, substance to go on when they came up with the idea for the film. Um, and it also tells you what happens after what happens in the movie which is we didn't even get that in, in uh, epilogue, which I oh. thought was sort of strange. Uh, they gave you a little bit of uh, idea what happened, but they didn't give you the full story. So I would suggest see the movie first, then go read the article. And, again, take your time because it's, it's a long article. You're going to need time to, to get through it. But uh, 
you know, it, it, it's Eastwood. It was a movie that was out there for him and gave him an opportunity to, to act again because we really thought after, well, it was, it was a move, baseball movie with, with Justin Timberlake, his last one, but then before that it was Gran Torino. I mean, we knew that mm-hmm. his days were pretty much done as an actor. He even said at certain points unofficially that he was done, but a role for a 90-year-old guy, he's almost 90, you know, yeah. he, he took the opportunity to do it. And, and he's great. He's such a great actor, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to just be surprised how much he still has in the tank as far as an actor is concerned. Boy, he, he's really great. So what did Pauline Kale, I mean Colin Covert, say about it? <laughs> you know, I, I haven't heard. I haven't heard. Yeah, I still love the fact that he stole other people's comments and his last name is Covert. That's rather an interesting way to live your life. But um, I, there are two movies that I watched over the weekend. I am telling you, do not watch these movies. They're great movies, but don't watch them. Okay. What Number one was four and a half hours of Atlas Shrugged. Four and oh, a half hours. Yeah, sounds terrible. But the worst mm-hmm. was 1984 which is a great book and a great movie. But at the beginning of the movie, there are people in an auditorium booing a guy up on the screen. It's just a, a, a video of a guy on a screen. Oh, and they're the, booing uh, the hell out of him. Two minutes hate. Yeah. And the guy says, I really apologize for all my underhanded dealings and the sex I had with prostitutes. It's like what we're going through today. It's yeah. exactly the same thing. <laughs> Nothing ever changes. These people have been doing this for years, and they're going to do it for many more years. Politicians are filthy. They just are. Yeah, whenever someone is like, finally, someone that we can trust, it's like, okay. (laughs) No, no, you can't. (laughs) Sure. Uh, There's no doubt about it. It's just too bad. Seriously, it depressed the hell out of me to watch those. You know, I'm telling you, Ayn Rand predicted it. She predicted everything that's happening. It's mm-hmm. just frightening. I know. I love Atlas Shrug and the whole story. And, yeah, when you compare it to today, it's like, oh, my goodness. I know. <laughs> it's like right on the money. I know. I hate Anne. You know, there's a movie out there about Ayn Rand. There's a movie out there about her that's about 10, 15 years old starring Helen Mirren as Ayn oh, Rand, if you ever get a chance. And, uh, and, and uh, Eric Stoltz, I believe, is in it. Eric Stoltz, well. what happened to him? I don't know. The The Passion of Ayn Rand, it's called. So you just kind of get a little idea of her life behind uh, behind it all. Right. You know, so. No doubt about it. All right, we'll we'll, we'll take a very, very quick break. We're going to be back in a couple of minutes. Uh, We're going to talk about any any new movie. Well, I think Dave already kind of mentioned, in a way, Mary Poppins. That, That opens Friday, or does it open Wednesday? It opens Wednesday. I can talk about it because I've seen it uh, already. So, yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. He's here to talk about a great service and an app that you can get because you're a customer of North American Banking Company. It's called XCheck. All right, Michael, my friend, how do you get it? What's the situation? Do I need it? All that stuff. It's an application that we designed to compete with the national applications out there for person-to-person payments. You can get it at the Apple Store, 
or the Android store. It's for payments that you want to make when you don't have cash. If you want to pay the kid who shovels your driveway, if you want to settle up a dinner check, if you want to settle up a bet on the golf course, when you don't have cash, you can use the app. The payment will settle directly into the payee's account literally the same day. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker? An X-Check? I'm going to get it today. Check out nabankco.com slash KQ for more about X-Check. North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Whiting Clinic has changed their name to include their two specialties, LASIK and cataract surgery. Whiting Clinic is best known for their amazing LASIK results and ability to enhance thousands of lives by restoring vision to clarity without the need for glasses or contacts. You've heard me rave about them for years. You know that. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm a perfect example of their good work. You know what I'm saying. I see so clearly now. When my clear LASIK vision started to fade due to cataracts, Whiting Clinic took care of me again and have the most advanced lens technology so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you're over 60 and have noticed your vision starting to fade, call the experts at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract to learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision. Visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020. That's 855 855- Five five four twenty twenty, and please tell them Tom sent you. There we go. I assume that was one of the two people because that's why I said, "Here's the edit." Well, we can't. Well, I don't give up. <laughs> I can. I can plead drugs even though I'm not on drugs. But other than that, one day, honestly, I was on the drugs. One day, they made me so sick, and they they make me insane. Which yeah, drugs? They do. They do. They make me I, insane. I it's concur. weird. I could never <laughs> oh, do fentanyl. I would oh. kill someone. Oh, you're talking about Vicodin? Yeah. He went yeah. from. A lot of people oh get really God, sick. I feel yeah. so amazing. I just th- feel so great. I can understand why these are such dangerous drugs. Oh my That's God. not what two, I said at two. all. It's exactly what you said. <laughs> I did not say I understand why these are not dangerous drugs. Not on drugs, drugs. <laughs> listening to you on drugs. Who might be right? Not on drugs. Right? You're never right. <laughs> He went from that to flipping a switch to, I hate the world. So just normal. Yeah. It makes sense. Oh! <laughs> so so I, I hope no longer on the part you had to sign the, uh, all the important I documents. I need to even live with you. <laughs> Some people, uh, they get really motion sick when they're on it. I do. I get yeah. really motion sick. I get sicker than hell. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I did two because you made me take another. It was your they, fault. In the hospital, they're like, take the drugs, take the drugs, stay ahead of the pain. Take them, take them. This wasn't even painful. Mm. Kind of sugar tits. <laughs> I said, God, just because they stab you. In the- you guys want to see it? <clears throat> Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Come on, it's just three huge gouges in my stomach. I'll uh. take some photos and post them online for oh, all to peruse. Thank you so much because every human being I've run into in the last couple of days, <laughs> hey, nice Burt Reynolds picture. <laughs> I haven't even that seen it. What the awesome. hell did you post? The one of you awesome. laying on the bed. I don't know what it is. You don't remember it? Looks I like remember Burt Reynolds wearing a oh, moo. You, you, you weren't even <laughs> on drugs at that point. No, I remember. You, I remember. I didn't know you took a picture of me. Though. I, yeah. Well, if that's just how, how you're you naturally laying, then we have other things to address. If that's just your natural yeah. state. You're like, what are you doing? I said, I'm taking some photos to post. I'm like, yeah, I think people should, love this stuff. You should take a picture of my sack right now because it doesn't look like a scrotum at all. It's about the size of a basketball. 
Paul. Here, Tom. Mm. Okay. Can we can we vote on that uh, all, uh, all against? <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. Nays have it. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, that is pretty good. <laughs> That's going on the Tom Bernard calendar. Wait till we get to Tim Lammers month, though. <laughs> Laugh it up, Tevin. Uh, I get a month? You're welcome. I get a month in the calendar? You awesome. do. Yes, you do. You get yeah. an entire month on the calendar. So who's our caller, Andy? Let's find out. Hello, caller. Hello, Tom. Oh, thank God it is you. Did you hear me? what I said when they said there's a caller? Yes. Yep. <laughs> I knew it had to be you or Wendy. I, I figured it was probably Joe. <laughs> I didn't give up. I think it's identified him as Google before, and I don't know why. You know what Google stands yeah, short for? Um, Googleplex? No, it's short for, come on, a number that has infinite zeros behind it. That's a Googleplex. And it has. Is it Googleplex? Is that what it is? Yeah. It's great Google. And I don't think it has. It doesn't have infinite. It has. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> It has a 10 to the 100th power amount of zeros. So infinite, pretty much. Pretty essentially infinite, yeah. There is that's a Google. No number of anything. Like, that's far more than the amount of atoms in the universe. So, Brett, yes, bring the booze truck right back this way. Just back it right in. That's not annoying. No, not at all. <laughs> Joe, what the hell? forklift to lift your sack for your <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The right home. Put, put your scrotum on the forklift. So, Joe, what's the latest? I'm just wondering, can Timmy hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Joe. I'm going. Can Joe hear me? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Huh? Uh, can you yeah. hear me? Yes, Smooth I can. Smooth as silk. Um, but can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> Let me say this again. I'll be Gives coming. a fuck. <laughs> oh, oh, no, it's just one little edit. No big deal. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll be coming home Thursday morning, and then I'm going to see Bumblebee on Thursday evening with my parents. You don't see a can of tuna? No, the Transformers movie. Bumblebee. <laughs> oh, it's called Bumblebee? Yeah. Can of tuna. Oh, yeah. Bumblebee tuna. That's the only thing I know about bumblebees. So you go, where is that showing? Um, think AMC 16 in Nevergrove Heights. Oh, in Nevergrove, okay. All right, that's the ticket. So you're coming home. You'll be home for Christmas. What do you think of that scene? I believe it. All right, pal. What do you, what do you think? You uh, Seriously, honest God, this picture that Catherine took of me with the with the Burt Reynolds, every person I've run into has brought it up. And then the other <laughs> thing he brought up is That's Bob Sansevier saying that just because there's a sidewalk in front of your house doesn't mean you have to shovel it. Yes, it yeah, does. Yeah, it does. Yes, it certainly does. You have to shovel your walk, you pill. Mm-hmm. Well, he lives on a farm. How I'm, the hell would he I'm know? I'm surprised that's still a thing. Shoveling? Yeah. Well, the only reason you don't feel out. like it, why should you have to? Right. I mean, you don't have to do anything anymore. Because if you get sued. Yeah, because then someone can say, oh, he didn't shovel his walk well Blame enough and city. it made me. <laughs> well, the city doesn't want to. They want to get paid. They don't want to pay. No, they're not going to cough up any dough for anything. So, believe me, that's a fact. Yeah. All right, so in any I'm case. I'm talking about Bob on that. If that's, if that's public property. It's not public Why property. Why are we responsible? Well, it is public property, but you're still responsible for it. Yep. It's stupid. The reason it even came up is the head of the Minneapolis City Council got, I think, 17 citations for not shoveling her walk last year. Whoa. Love it. The head of the City Council. Yeah. Huh. That's really nice. nice. That's, it, great leadership right there, huh? 
I tell you, that city is so screwed. You see Arby's left now, right? The last fast food joint downtown Minneapolis left town. What? Fast food won't have anything to do with Minneapolis Why anymore. Why is that? Because, because of those, $15 uh, an hour minimum wage. They can't well, afford yeah. to pay that. Why don't they put in little computers? And rent downtown. Can yeah. you imagine trying to play rent downtown and 15 bucks an hour for everybody who walks in the door? There's no way you can afford that. These people have never done business in their lives, and they're no. morons, especially at Jacob Fry. He's a little tiny moron. Uh-oh. Mm. I wonder why politicians won't come on the show. I wonder why. Welcome to the moment inside Tom's head. It's not good. We know that. It's not good. Yeah, here we go. Lisa Bender. Yeah, Lisa Bender. That. How many time, How many tickets did she get? Uh, let's see here. I see seven complaints. So people were complaining about her. And she just didn't care. Oh my God! And you of course, she do anything anymore. She blamed the fact that people are people noticed it on sexism because it's a woman. So obviously, of course uh, she did. Oh my God! Of course, she'd have like a twelve-year-old neighbor that she could just pay ten bucks to shovel her sidewalk. Like a woman can't shovel a walk. What? Yeah, she said. Is she elderly? Yeah, she basically she yeah. literally said it's only news because it's a woman, and men don't. You know, they, they're the ones who went after her for my being favorite, misogynistic. My favorite of all time was Guy and Greg Laurent were shoveling walks in North Minneapolis. And there was an elderly couple, and they both had tremors. Yeah. So they walked up and knocked on the door and said, would you want your walk shoveled? And the man's head, because of the condition, moved up and down, but the wives moved side to side. <laughs> so they couldn't tell they saying yes or no. I will never. They're like, can I get that in writing? <laughs> yeah, is it yes or no? Which one is it? Thumbs up for yes, down for no. No, it's uh, yeah. Arby's left downtown Minneapolis now. That's the last fast food place. Now, people, businesses are fleeing that city because they will not maintain law and order. They just won't do it. And you're destroying a wonderful city. I love oh, downtown she, Minneapolis. She's also a rezoning. A lot of the city to multifamily because oh, yeah. of course she is. What used to be single families Money. Own, dwellings only? She's Jesus, Joe. Joe, what do you crash the Fords for him <laughs> now, or what do you do? There's an explosion. Oh, I'm trying to find a quiet place. I don't think Boy, look at the time. <laughs> We'd love to stay in schmooze. Trying to find a quiet place. <laughs> but let me go through every noisy place first so that you can really enjoy the quiet. Enjoy the quiet. Well, well, can we mute him until he finds that quiet place? Yeah. Wow. Maybe. Yeah, let's just. Oh, somebody move alerted on from the there. city of Minneapolis. I've been bad on them. No, I do. I love the city of Minneapolis, and you're destroying my city, and it makes me very angry. Mm. Be- and the only reason you're doing it is to get voted for. That's the only reason you're oh, yeah. doing well, it. Well, that's what voters knows. want, then that's what they're going to get. Disgusting. Right? Disgusting what we do in this country. Well, every other country in the world's worse, though. So what does that tell you? The problem is people aren't smart enough to. They'll vote for their own interests, even if it means yep. ten years down the line. I know they, you know, they lose everything. As I said before, Joe, when I was ten years old, I would walk from Plymouth and Broad and Bryan, excuse me, Plymouth and Bryan, downtown Minneapolis to go to a movie and walk back home, and nobody ever bothered me ever. I don't think I do that today. When I was eight years old, I used to go to walk from the east side over by Suburban Avenue. Right. Through downtown, park around the Science Museum for an hour or two, then head home over in Frogtown. Isn't no that problems. unbelievable? 
Uh, no problems. It's just sad. It's sad what we've done as a society because you let everybody get away with whatever they want to get away with, which means it's going to get worse and worse and worse. It's too bad. It's unfortunate. All right, Timmy, what else you got? Well, uh, like I was saying, well, Joe is mentioning Bumblebee. It's a big week uh, for movies opening. You have that, and you have Mary Poppins Returns, which is Ooh. Wednesday, actually. They're going to get, it's going to be the, Probably the number one movie, although Aquaman's going to give it a run for its money, too, because Aquaman run, opens on Friday. So I will know, lay you odds. Perfect. Aquaman beats Mary Poppins Returns. Really? Yeah. It's you a superhero so? movie. That well, is. Yeah, because I think this is going to be the first superhero movie most moms are going to take their kids to. <laughs> well, yeah, because, yeah. Of, because of Momoa. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's a big dude. Uh, and my wife is talking about how hot he is, and uh, you know everybody. Yeah, I she think, was talking uh, about right. you. She wasn't talking about my mom. <laughs> of course, you know, yeah, because you know me. You've seen me in person before with my long flowing mane, and no, no, and your tribal <laughs> tattoos, uh, and yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. I, and I like the guy. You know, I mean, he actually you got a glimpse of him in Batman v Superman. You got. Uh, Justice League, where you got a lot more of him, and he really—I thought he was pretty impressive in that. Even though the movie didn't quite live up to all the hype, so now he's got his own, and I think it's going to be—I think it, it looks great. We'll, we'll find out tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah, but Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, yes, I, I would imagine it's going to get quite a bit of business on uh, Wednesday and Thursday before Aquaman opens. Yeah, probably. But you have to—I mean, this movie has. A lot going for it in terms of, uh, you know, of general appeal, but also award season. It's it's getting a lot of notices so far. So we'll find out. Indeed. But I've seen it, and I, and I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. I'm glad to hear that because we need, well, I have, what, 12? Don't I have 12 straight days off? Mm-hmm. Do you oh really? Oh, my God. God. I don't even it's know. It's been gonna... a century since I've had that Wonderful much time survive off. survive it. I thought every day was a day <laughs> off for you. Keep them away from fentanyl. Yeah. Right. Honest yeah. to God, you let one of well, one them thing in I and will... <laughs> One thing I, I will say again? is that yeah. it is... Oh, it's it's not a first. <laughs> Tevlar. Do you go back to Osceola for Christmas? Uh, no, I go to Hutchinson, Minnesota, and then I'll go to Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. I don't have any uh, family back Oh, that's Osceola, right. Hutchinson. But, Hutchinson's you know. a nice town, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wasn't really there, nice. but... Oh, it's nice God's to visit. Sake. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> There's not enough black people in Hudson. You're such a racist. It's unbelievable. That's <laughs> why you come in here with all of this. Nothing but black people in here. Yep. That's the reason. <laughs> but in any case, I was just going to ask the question. Oh, I do want to ask a question of everybody, and particularly Tim and, and Joe. Uh, you you want to jump in on this? The, Tim, obviously. Is The Rock's career just about over as an actor? Why would that be? Ooh. Every movie is exactly the oh, same yeah. movie. Well, yeah. I know, but they like him. But they he's do. a nice he's, guy. I'll say, so fun, but it's the same he, thing. Name an actor the that's not. With, that's real. Yeah. Right. He, he's hit the wall with the last couple of movies, which is not good. Terrible. You get him in um, a movie like, and they're making another Jumanji. Um, yeah. You got him doing a movie with Jason Statham called Hobbs and Shaw, which is a Fast and Furious spinoff. Yeah. He's going to be back. He'll be back. Um, I, mean, I think I like he's him. spreading himself too thin, though. 
because there is a TV show that he's hosting. Oh, that's right. right. That's oh, right. right. Yeah. The Gladiator yeah. show or whatever oh, it is. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I think he's overexposing himself, but I, I honestly, when you get him in formula movies that, look, man, those last few Fast and Furious, is, he, he, the last one didn't make as much as the one before, no. but it still made over a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah, I'm sure he's fine. So, yeah, I don't think he's done. He's just in a rut. Well, you when know, you sit, you're going to overexpose yourself. Next time you sit down it. with him, tell him that Tevin wants to fight him. <laughs> I would not fight the Rock. There's <laughs> not enough. That dude is huge. He is a he big is fella. A massive human being. He is. Uh, I've Why? only talked to him once, and he's a hell of a nice man. Why do yeah, actors keep doing game shows? I don't understand. Easy money? Yeah, probably. But isn't part of acting that they can't? They don't have to do the day-to-day grind? <laughs> Mm. Yeah, but right, I think but he's, he's see. Here's what I give the Rock credit for. You guys see that he's overexposing himself. He's seeing that all careers are limited. So right. you take as much money as they'll give you right now, and then he's creating new off- offshoots. So when people get Rock fatigue, yeah. he's got his hand in TV, movies, yeah, books, music, <laughs> wrestling. He's everywhere. So he's mm. got income streams for eternity. So when we get tired well, of seeing the-, the Rock in a movie. I said he just released like a headphone workout headphone line as well, so he's got like all the fitness stuff. So yeah, he's he's everywhere. Yeah. We're gonna take a break. We'll, we'll be right back to... in two minutes, right up to this, okay. Tom Bernard show. Tom Bernard here to tell you Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand-new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. One Mr. Grinch. Okay, what's his name? Thurl Ravenscroft. Very good. Thurl wow. Ravenscroft. Very, very good. We weren't good in tandem, Andy. <laughs> yeah. yep. You damn right. Yes. Thurl Ravenscroft. It's an interesting name. It is. He was the original voice of Tony the Tiger. Yes, yes he was. was. Really? They're great. They're great. So, what kind of name? Thurl must be like Icelandic. He has a couple of albums out there. He's he singing. Does? He's yeah. a good singer, yeah. actually. Oh. Yeah, he is a good singer. I'll be home for Christmas. <laughs> That's a professional God. wrestler version right there. Well, apparently he's, he was born in Nebraska. 
It was indeed. very similar to Iceland. A lot of thoroughs coming out of Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, he's still alive, isn't he? No, he died thirteen years ago. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah. always liked him a well, lot. I mean, he had him on the show one time. He's a very nice guy. Even thirteen years ago, he was ninety-one. So, even if he really? didn't die back then, he would be one hundred four. He could be alive. Yeah, on his way out today. Technically, he could be alive, but not likely. Is he alive? I love it. There's no question. I like that meme that says, of course he's in a bad mood. For 45 minutes, people are singing about how horrible you are. That puts you in a bad <laughs> place, <true>. too. <laughs> Very true. Oh, um, yeah. They, did you know that they made a sequel to The Grinch? Yes. I know that was yeah, a, a sequel right to the book. No, no I no. mean like a literal sequel. Oh, they did? Yep. A what's, mo- it called? Uh, what's it called? It Grinch is two? called Halloween is Grinch Night. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Halloween oh. is Grinch Night. And then there's what? a third part, too. It's called Tom on Fentanyl, or whatever that stuff was. <laughs> yeah. Vicodin? Is that what it was? Probably it's Vicodin. Sunday through Monday. Get away from me, you son of a... Oh, seriously. Mm. It was like, kind of like me on too much alcohol. Kind of. Um, I know mom doesn't like it either. Taking no, it, it now, does. I it makes me stuff. really sick. It, it makes it me does. feel terrible. I didn't hurl, but I thought it was coming close. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Nice yeah. voice, by the way. Thanks for shoving a tube down my throat. So I told him, I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> I could be in Godfather Part 5. Five? Did they make a four? No. I was going to say, what? <laughs> not yet. Not well, yet. Like about it. I know they have talked yeah. about making a four. Three was not very good. People didn't like it. Three was no. okay for what it, it was. was. Coppola, Coppola was smart after that for not making three. Or not making four, because yeah. I think he got the picture with three. Mm. And there was a lot of pressure for him to make that third one. You know what the pressure uh, was? He was broke. Right. Well, that yeah, he's had problems with that in the past. Oh yeah, Zoetrope went bankrupt. I know, and Zoetrope is studio. Right. Yep. Hmm. It's not good when you make movies that make hundreds of millions of dollars and you go broke. Not a good plan. There's a really good documentary I just watched on uh, Netflix called De Palma. Oh yeah, yes, absolutely. It's a really good documentary talking about Brian De Palma and how his career worked and how these pieces fit and it's just like how many failures he'd have but then when he'd hit it was like a gold mine yep and he could do no wrong with some things but then there were you know it was funny to hear him talk about a few of the movies he passed on mm-hmm. but that they had this tight-knit relationship it was scorsese and and de palma and spielberg and lucas right. and right there was another oh, yeah, big name the in there and but they would like giants of hollywood when they were time. doing um scarface yeah He's like, ah, I need some help. And like, so Spielberg's there helping him figure out scenes, and Scorsese'd weigh in, and they were doing So it's kind of cool that there was this collaboration effort back then. And I don't think you see that anymore. Why didn't they collaborate on Vinyl, one of the worst TV shows in the history of television? Did it get picked up again? No. Scorsese? No. No, that that got, I think it made terrible. one season. It Wasn't was that with uh, yeah. Bobby? Uh, yeah, Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. Terrible. Know, he we was ruined to me after, after Boardwalk Empire. I never I watched that for one season. I couldn't stand yeah. it. But look, they can pretend all they want that a guy who's three foot one is a tough guy, but I can't watch it. It's come on. <laughs> yeah, it's how Edward G. Robinson, Jimmy Keg, yeah. and Bogart all made their careers. It's right? true. Yeah, all of them did. And they were all about five five. Yeah. Yeah, but on the big screen, they looked a lot bigger. But speaking yeah. of classic movies, how about Stan and Ollie? I do want to see Stan yeah. and Ollie. No doubt about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, you. You know, anyway. it's not though, and w- what I really like about it is, it does. It's not a note-for-note note, uh, look at their them making the music box or anything like that. The movie is actually about 
Um, you, you see a bit of way out west, and then oh, it skips it. ahead a number of years to when their movie career was essentially done, and they were trying to revive their career by doing a stage show in Europe and oh, then yeah. traveling across yeah. Europe hmm. and trying to find financing for their big film comeback. So what it does is it, it takes a look at a part of their career that not a lot of people know about, which I thought was a brilliant move because it showed that these guys, and, and, and brilliantly played, by the way, by Steve Coogan and John C. Riley. Oh, yeah. That's um, phenomenal. It shows that they really did. They weren't a couple of has-beens by any stretch. These guys were brilliant really up until the end so um yeah i I like that you know you're taking that approach instead of well let's look behind the scenes of the making of this 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 and this no no it takes a look at something that occur a part of their career that people don't really know about and you're in riley i mean it's first of all it's amazing how much coogan looks like stan laurel right but john c riley with prosthetics it's amazing how he is he is Oliver Hardy. I mean, these guys channel Stan and Ollie like you wouldn't believe. So, oh my God! My, my question it, it's is, a great movie. though, uh, who even knows? I mean, who's going to go gonna see this? That. I mean, they right. were Young around people. a million yeah. years ago. I mean, but with well, that Chaplin, you know, Robert Downey Jr. did Chaplin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it? Yeah. Fifteen years ago, and you could say the same for Chaplin in the yeah, sense that a lot absolutely. of people that movie really did well. Hmm. But well, you know. I had the opportunity to talk with Riley, which will be Name more dropper. when the film comes out wide. Right. And, uh, yeah, what am I, I going to do? Hey, but I want to tell a story about this because I said the same thing to him. I said, you know, I love this because there is a generation that doesn't know who the hell uh, yeah. Stan and Ollie sure. are. No, no However, no. Because, because my sons want to see the movie because... John C. Riley's in it. Yep. That opens up the gateway for people, you know, these younger generations. And 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 he says that's exactly why he did the movie. Huh. You know, he's not saying, "Well, look who I am. I'm John C. Riley." He's just saying, "I love these guys so much. I wanted to play this role and if, you know, my work helped gets people in the door, great. That's going to help them discover these people that have influenced me and thousands of other comedians that I are out there. loved it when I was a kid. Laurel and Hardy, Three Stooges, W.C. Fields. That stuff was, what, 40 or, 40 or 50 years old by the time I even saw it. Yeah. But I will tell you what, we could not get away with most of that stuff nowadays because, well, W.C. Fields, I can't remember which movie it was, but he's working at a grocery store and a blind man comes in and starts browsing by knocking stuff off the shelves with his cane. It was phenomenal. Oh it was browsing. phenomenal. He was browsing, knocking stuff off the shelf. You couldn't do that now. There's no way. Now, growing up in Minnesota with the three channels, um, did you? I got a lot of my uh, Stan and, and Ollie stuff. John with Gallus. John Gallus. Mm-hmm. Yep, loved him. Yep. My dad would watch that every Sunday loved morning. Him. Sunday morning. Yep. yep. Were you watching when the so that, three-quarter inch plywood tipped over and hit him in the back of the head? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I, and I've seen video that of happened. that too. There, there's a there was a piece of eight by four, three and three quarter inch plywood behind with a picture of Stan and Ollie on it. And you could see as a listener, cause it was a live show that it kind of disconnected from the wall and stood there for a second. Then all of a sudden it went, 
and hit him right in the back of the head. I bet you that prop yeah. manager oh, got yeah. fired. Oh, man. That could not have felt good. No, well, that... Yeah, it, it, it was great. And, and, and that's where, of course, where I was exposed to, you know, got to see the music box. Although, right. uh, you know, Lastman, after I did my preview where I mentioned it on KQ, Lastman right. asked me, well, did they do the music box? But they're, no, obviously they don't. But there is a great, they allude to it in a great sequence. So, you know, you do get a bit of the classic stuff in a sense, but again, it's, it's really the, the, the only thing that you really get in detail is way out west. Uh, apart from that, you really don't get any of the other uh, classic Stan and Ollie stuff, although you do get it because they replicate some of these, these um, acts when they're on the stage. Which, imagine that. Could you imagine having the opportunity to see those two live doing their classic? Oh, God. Would have been phenomenal. Yeah. Well, that's what was so yeah. amazing to me about the Marx Brothers. They would take the show on the road and yep. do it as a stage show until yep. they got it honed, and then they'd go film it as a movie. Right. And brilliant. Yeah. I mean, what a, what a creative and great way to get it out to the public and test to see where the laughs really lie. Because in a movie, you don't know what the audience is going to react to. Catherine and I just watched Sons of the Desert, which is one hour mm. long. It's a full-length movie, but it's one hour long, and there is a scene in there where Stan Laurel's wife goes duck hunting in <laughs> Beverly Hills. Oh, That's how old that movie she is. She comes back in like a fur coat, and she's been duck hunting and, and she's a hat. Been duck hunting in Beverly Hills. It's like okay. Where's but your I, wife? Oh, she's been she's out duck hunting. She'll be back down. tomorrow. It's phenomenal. It's just that's how much the world has changed. It's just well, if you know. want to go even older, there's a new movie. Uh, they shall not grow old. Do you know about that? No. I know of. I haven't seen it, but Peter Jackson. Um, oh yeah. It's a documentary. Mm-hmm. It's about World and, War uh, One, not oh, two God. for once. Right. Oh God. And that's what I love about guys like now Peter Jackson did the Lord of the Rings, but what he does is he puts his, takes his influence and he gets things like this made. Right. That's what these guys should be doing. They they use their clout much in the way Eastwood. You never would have seen that movie had if Eastwood weren't attached. Mm. But so I'm glad that you guys guys like Peter Jackson doing what he's doing. And the truth of the matter is, the film's only going to be in theaters for a couple a couple event showings. Oh, is that right? Um, right, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's great. So, no, I have not seen the film, but, you know, hopefully, you know, obviously he's going to raise a lot of, uh, he's bringing history back to people, yeah. much in the way that they're doing it with Stan and Ollie. Um, Love it. Oh, and I should note quickly, Tom, because I'm glad you mentioned the runtime of Sons of the Desert. Mm-hmm. This film, Stan and Ollie, is only 96 minutes long, and I don't mm. know if that was done on purpose, but it is a shorter movie, too. Love it. Um, in a way. So, But, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing uh, Jackson's documentary. Yeah. yeah, one interesting thing about it is that it's mostly using actual footage of World War One from an archive Ugh. that mostly hadn't been seen before by anyone except the archivists. They don't do the mustard gas and all that, do they? Mustard gas? Do they have? Was in that in World one? War One? yep. I'm assuming so. See, every time that France gets a little cocky with their, this is what the United States should do, if it weren't for you, there would have been no World War II, you dumb bastards. Mm. Seriously, they treated (laughs) Germany like dirt and crushed them under their heel, and that's That's why there was World War II. True, they did go a little nuts in World War I. So settle that. Oh, man, they were massacring people. Well, it was like Vietnam, napalm. Good God. You know what makes me wonder uh, with movies? 
you look at things like it took how long to tell Bohemian Rhapsody story. Now that band is still a relevant band, mm-hmm. right? You're doing a story about Stan and Ollie sixty years after their death, right? Yeah. Is that well, that's pretty much the, not super relevant? The Reels anymore. Channel did this um, kind of documentary reenactment deal of Prince that uh, oh, Cassie yeah. showed me the other day. The guy that played Prince is creepy good. I mean, looks like really? him, acts like him. So I'm wondering, you know, I mean, his he was his music will always be something, but he was huge 30 years ago, mm-hmm. and and he's been gone a few years. How long do we wait to see a Prince biopic that'll come out? Do we have to? Yeah. Does he have to be gone 20 years before they they do that? And then, mm. you know, in some of these cases, I'd like to see the stories a little bit closer to the to yeah. the time of their lives. I'm surprised it hasn't I'm happened sad. already. I think, Dave, that we're going to see it sooner than later. And the reason I say that is, obviously, with the whole deal with Prince's estate, it seems like whoever, who, who has, who looks over his estate now? Is it his family? Yeah. His siblings? Half-sibling? I don't know that, what, who does. But it seems to me that, obviously, we're seeing a lot of reissues. We're seeing um, a lot of, of recordings never heard or never we never thought we would hear them because Prince wasn't going to release them. All of a sudden, we're getting that stuff now, too. I think because they are opening up so much of his estate to people that we're going to see the they're going to grant that right for somebody to film it sooner than later. I, the, I just think so. Who's the one who came up with the great idea that they opened up Prince's vault and all they found were covers of Billy Joel songs? <laughs> <laughs> That was the onion story. I think. It was the onion? I think yeah. it was the onion. Very Billy Joel covers. <laughs> yes. Well, better than finding what they found in uh, Al Capone's vault with uh, Geraldo Rivera. And don't what they find there? A Pepsi bottle. Yeah, a couple of whiskey <laughs> bottles and some bottle That's caps. It. Yeah. You know what's three weeks? What is it? Three weeks from today, as a matter of fact, Elvis Presley would have turned eighty-four. He should still wow. be alive, and wow. he's been dead for 40, what, two years? He'd only be 84? I know. 84. Can That's you believe surprising. Chris Farley's been gone over 20 years? I mean, that been 20 oh, years wow. really? No. Yeah. That sounds about right. Think of the last Chris Farley movie. It like, wasn't recent. Oh, That's man. Sure. Yeah, 1997, 21 years. Well, when Andy said Tomorrow. it smells like Chris Farley in here, he was probably <laughs> yeah. nine, that and that was right before he died. He used I to think. call in the KQ Morning Show. He, we didn't, he, didn't, he was on the air once, but he used to just call in. All right, Timmy, it's time for you to wrap it up, Buster. All right, we'll talk on the queue on uh, Thursday about... Uh, Mary Poppins returns for sure, and probably Aquaman. I like it. Thanks, Timmy. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Tommy, we'll talk Thursday. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Tim. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.